This week we read a poem. Twenty-one B by Vincent Starin. Here dwell together still two men of note, who never lived and so can never die. How very near they seem, yet how remote that age before the world went all awry. But still the game's afoot for those with ears attuned to catch the distant view. Halloo, England is England yet for all our fears. Only those things the heart believes are true. A yellow fog swirls past the window pane, as night descends upon this fabled street. A lonely handsome splashes through the rain. The ghostly gas lamps fail at twenty feet. Here, though the world explode, these two survive, and it is always eighteen ninety-five. The game is afoot, all our buddies. Welcome back to the final podblum. That's right, the original bad boys of Sherlock Holmes podcasting are back. Our dear stalkers rakishly askew, riding down the street in our lowered, penny-farthing bicycles. Glass of brandy in one hand, five cigarettes in the other exactly. hand, one between each finger. Magnifying glass Magnifying. held out sideways. <laughs> yeah, Burning some ants with it on the sidewalk. Exactly. Oh, no! <laughs> you never did that? Do they have ants in England? I assume. <laughs> they have ants everywhere. Right? I mean, I guess that's reasonable. We gotta, pu- I we, just, we gotta I don't call know. it paw. We gotta, we gotta call Paul. Exactly. Britons, tell us if, no, it's nighttime in England. We're not calling Paul right now, but, but, but yeah, Paul, if you're listening, tell us if you have ants in England. Hey, I know it's 2 a.m., um, but we gotta well, know. Uh, we got a question for you. you you're me? not doing anything? I see your tweets. Come on. <laughs> Do you have ants? Do you have ants there? No, not in your house, in your country. <laughs> exactly. Let us know. Not, no, not aunts. All right. <laughs> I'm glad we got through, we, we got through the poem though. I'm proud of yeah. us. Anyway. <laughs> First one shot. Okay. Welcome back, yeah. listeners. Uh, we know it's been a little while and we apologize. We imagine it has been a time for you guys too. Um, so we just wanted to do a little state of the Podblum address because yes. we missed you guys. Wanted to give you a little update and uh, a reassurance that we are not gone, but only sleeping. Um, <laughs> And that the Podblum shall return. Mm-hmm. Um, just due to various scheduling things, um, our normal schedule of an episode of week, which I'll be honest was unsustainable and wildly ambitious Very to begin ambitious. with. Uh, in which we, we did do it for yeah, a while. Which we, uh, for like a second. We did. When, yeah. Back, back when and some things were so relatively calm, but then, Everything exactly. Happened, yeah. At once. So right now, uh, because it's better than nothing, we are going to try to put out at least an episode a month. Um, both of us have got a bunch of stuff going on, like pandemic aside. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, one of the reasons we want to sit down, have a little fireside chat and yeah. tell you guys uh, what's going on. But also to reassure you that we are here and we missed you and we are not going anywhere nicholas what's up with you how you doing i how are things up north and also up west i am doing amazing or terrible depending on the sure. day uh but in tracks with what in i know general, of you. Yep. mostly i am uh to be 100 percent real i am safe i am still in my apartment um i can still pay rent i got um my unemployment at just the right time <laughs> right Exactly, oh, yeah. when I was almost out of all my money. Um, so, and it was 
totally enough for like rent and food and all these other things. Uh, so I'm, I've got, I've got my apartment still. I'm still eating. Uh, Vaughn and Noah are still here. Noah's still working. We are not, but, um, we're doing, I'm, I'm kind of taking the opportunity to like pretty much as soon as the pandemic hit and I was like, okay, I don't have a job anymore. I'm just going to go back to school and just try to do as much of it as possible while I can afford it. Um, and while I have time. So I finally started, uh, I finally got back to school and I'm studying sociology and I am literally two and a half chapters into my textbook. And I'm like, this is my calling. (laughs) This is what, this is what I want to study. This is actually it. Um, because originally my major was English, then I switched to photography and then I realized photography was too expensive and then I got kicked out of my house. So <laughs> after many, sure. many years of just, just burning through tripods, living, um, my life and just getting a little bit of life experience, honestly, no one should go to college mm-hmm. right after high school because you don't know what you want to do. You God, no. you don't even know what is going on in society at that, at that point but no so now i've yeah. i've seen it said that instead of sending them to college and indebting them for the rest of their lives which is which is what it is mm-hmm. i'm gonna be paying for this bachelor's degree for the rest of my life mm-hmm. unless uh something wild happens but like instead of that apparently there's a suggestion that you should just just buy your kids a house just buy them like a little shitty starter house you know just like a little you know whatever mm-hmm. it will cost objectively less than they would end up spending on whatever and then they can just live and work and you know learn how to be a human and then yeah. decide if school is for them that, um, that is honestly a but great also idea i mean in uh in a, it's in obviously extremely privileged yeah. and like yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's not, it's not, not universally applicable. It would not have been applicable in my family. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, but still, no, no one should go to college right away unless it's for funsies. Like, unless you want to learn and try stuff. Cause that's the thing. When you get to college, there's this immediate, okay, what exactly do you want to do for the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. Tell me the correct answer that won't change right now. Right. It's like, homie, I don't even know, like, I don't even know what the careers in my field are yet. Like, can I at least like hear Bro, about real. some first? Um, so yeah, <laughs> counselor, homie, help. <laughs> so yes, I'm, I'm. So I'm back in school finally, which is amazing. I never knew if I like would able would be able mm-hmm. to do that, and it's just been awesome. And I'm working really hard on it. Uh, and just tell me about sociology. Like, what what is it that makes it a different? Thi- what what makes sociology sociology? Sociology is the study of. Very generally, it's the study of society, how societies work, how people like psychology is how individuals think and work and vary right. from person to person. And sociology is how people in groups operate, basically, like why society is the right. way it is, how different societies work and what it, it depends on environments and all these other factors that just like what makes a society function, um, basically. Hmm. And I, it, it is just fascinating because I have seen firsthand a lot of the really like tumultuous, uh, failings of society, the tumultuous right. parts of society and like the failings of society. And I've also seen and imagined through science fiction media and other just talking with people, um, what, how society could be better and what the best parts of society is and like, uh, yeah. like, oh, if everyone had like. Nick, you can, you can, you can just say rainbow, rainbow gay Star Trek yeah, space, yeah, gay, space, gay communism, space utopia. Communism. Yeah. Space, uh, socialism. Uh, yeah. So 
basically, I, I originally I went into sociology with the idea like I, I have noticed that. Th- so okay, so you'll be interested in this because you're studying psychology and it's very related. It's They're the same branch of science. Um, or they're right. under the same umbrella. The bullshit branch, the yeah. STEM people call it. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it is definitely a science because sociology uses a scientific method. Um, but. Right. With... At least I'm not an economist. <laughs> at least I'm not a, at least I'm trying, not trying to be an accountant. Uh, but no, uh, so. Hey! I... <laughs> leave my wife alone! So. We need people like her, sir! <laughs> so, for now. Um, so. Oh yeah, no, true. I, so I basically no yeah no hate whatsoever. Everyone's trying to get along in this no, no, really no. shitty confusing world. But for me, I I just kind of want to understand what's going on. I want to understand society. I right. I recognize that I grew up in a in such a bubble of um just yeah like Christian American background is very I don't want to say brainwashy, but. Um, no, I mean, American centric. That's, that's, that's applicable. <laughs> yeah, American centric. Yeah. And it's very against the general mindset of America to question any of the systems or even try to figure yes. out where they work. It's very common to just be like, well, that's just how it is. Uh, and you just, it's just how it is. You just accept, accept it. it. You gotta accept it. it. You gotta play the game, whatever. And it's like, do you? Do you though? And do you? I'm trying to figure that out. So, my goal with a sociology degree is, if I get there, is originally I would like to, uh, I don't know if this job, I, I think this, this job does exist. Uh, my, originally I wanted to just be a counselor, um, like a therapist, mm-hmm. you know, a uh, family counselor, whatever. Um, but special, uh, but specializing in like LGBT, uh, counseling, uh, because sure. like, uh, and I was talking to my, the person who's helping me with college, they've got a specific time. It's like student success coach or something, uh, with right. ASU and, uh. Counselor homie. Yeah, basically. And, um, he, uh, I, w- I was telling him that that's what I wanted to do. And he was like, uh, yeah, it's, that's like really important because with psychology, uh, with, cause, and he's black and he was saying with black people, it's really hard to find therapists that are also black because and white therapists just cannot understand where you're coming from it's not possible because they have not experienced systematic racism and you have and that is going to be the source of a lot of your like anxiety and you know mental health issues and it's like if your therapist can't if your therapist isn't on that level like they really just are not going to be able to help you and i found that it's a very similar situation with uh, LGBT therapists specifically with trans people because I've had right. my current therapist is gay, but even she doesn't know how to address uh, trans issues in in therapy. And right. I'm like, okay, uh, so let me let me try to I guess help. Like they, she just doesn't even know the first thing, and I'm like, all right, right. So in not like again, not to compare, but in a similar way that. If, you know, if you're, if you don't have a certain level of privilege, you're, it's going to be harder to find resources for you, kind of. Right. And. Right. People have just started paying attention to trans issues now. So I'm hoping, anyway, long, long story short, I'm hoping that I can make a career out of being like a consultant for counselors or therapists, or at least like, 
uh, for trans issues specifically. So if a therapist is like, hey, I just got a trans client. How do I, like, help them, basically? Right. And I'm just like... So you can at least... Yeah. Yeah, yeah just some kind of... Because it's not realistic to have, like, one... You know, I well, I don't know. Maybe it is real. Why am I saying that? Why am I saying it's not realistic to have... Because, I mean... One what? I guess... Well, I was going to say... It, I, I, if, I wondered if it was possible to have as, as many black therapists as there are black people who need therapy or as many trans people. Like, so I, I mean, in, in, in want of that, I guess, you know, training people who don't have those issues and perspectives and life experiences to at least understand them and be sympathetic and, you know, uh, have a more knowledgeable place to speak to those from. I, I mean, that's, that's obviously better than nothing. So you yeah. would be, you would be trying to, yeah, at least bring them up to speed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, if anything, like I just, there, I've recognized there really needs to be somebody in the group, somebody who is trans teaching counselors who are not and giving them all the information just to have a firsthand experience that's relevant to their profession um and it absolutely not just an academic this is what i understand of yeah yeah. it it absolutely is um realistic to have an equal amount like a therapist for everyone who needs one it's just because of how hard it is to like if you're already a marginalized group you already have less opportunity to get a degree and it takes a lot of school to become a counselor exactly and you have to go into more debt and that's you have to take more time like i literally was not able to even go to school until i started getting financial aid and like assistance and basically the point of that is education should be free housing should be free People should not have to pay to live. And if we had those things, nope. you would see, you would immediately see more diversity in fields like counseling, uh, and. Right. Just, you know. You would, you would see the natural, the natural level of diversity of just people doing something, like however many therapists there are, mm-hmm. that would be, that, that number would be spread out amongst more, yeah. more diverse yeah. demographics. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna, enter sociology and it's, see if yeah. I can do anything to help that situation. <laughs> we'll see. That's why I'm learning. Cause it's, <laughs> well, it's really interesting. Cause it's not just that, it's not just that men or just that white people or just that straight people need therapy, but they, because of privilege and socioeconomic issues and a lot of things, a lot of really complex things that interact in a lot of complex ways, mm-hmm. like white people statistically are probably the majority of people in therapy because they can afford to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. And part of, and, and that, huh. That and and there are also therapists. That. There's also, most therapists are white because they can afford, right. they can For afford that exact reason, yeah. because yeah. they could afford to go to school. Yeah. yeah. That makes it, total it's sense. It's all connected. <laughs> it is all connected. And that. Yeah. It's, that, it's real bad. <laughs> that is what, that is what intersectionality means, which is a super important right. word that everyone needs to understand because it's not just like there's white people and black people and men and women. Right. There's, there's like, you know, like I, everyone has basically intersectionality is just everyone has multiple identities. Um, not in right. like that way, but like they, like I, for example, right. am a son, a partner, a student and cat dad, a cat dad. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm not a parent. Uh, but yeah, so all those things right. require different experiences and like, Perspectives and understandings. Yeah. yeah, perspectives and all these things. And yeah, it's just... Well, so and like... If the world the, is only meant for one type of person, 
you're just gonna it just doesn't make sense <laughs> you know exactly well yeah so yeah. i mean it, it really boils down to the way it was explained to me that finally made it m- make sense uh was that like <laughs> uh uh there's like a b- black women face struggles that white women do not and that black mm-hmm. men do not right like the intersection which is what that yeah. you know where that yeah. comes from the intersection mm-hmm. of their blackness and their womanness their you know you know however you want to articulate that is unique mm-hmm. And faces unique challenges and unique prejudices and stuff that the other, the other individual components don't. So, yeah, treating everybody like you would treat a straight white dude, uh, turns out not the way to actively help anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone, yeah. yeah, everyone has different needs and it's all about just like meeting people where they're at, really, and like yeah. understanding the, it's weird because like people, I, I really like want you to take this in the nicest way possible, but like people sure. like you who have a lot of privilege. Sure. Are the type of people who have to learn about intersectionality oh, yeah. and like all this, but other people, like people like me who have had certain experiences just kind of know about it. They right. just kind of understand it by lived experience, by being like, okay, I'm treated this way when I act like this, and I'm treated this way when I present this way. And if people right. can tell that I'm gay, they'll treat me this way. And if they can't, it'll be like, whatever. And you just right. kind of figure it out by the way, by being in right. society and being You figure own. out that if you hide your rainbow lanyard <laughs> when you go to the explicitly and kind of overbearingly yep. Christian <laughs> auto repair place, you're probably going to get better service. I'll get better service. Yeah, just kind of spreading information, really. I just kind of want to learn right as on. much as I can so I can, like... There's such a thing as a public sociologist, which is probably a lot of people on Twitter, uh, who are just <laughs> out here out here trying to be, like... Whether professional or not, are out here just trying to be like, hey, just letting you guys know, like, this is how society works. Like, check it out. Like, become aware right. of it. <laughs> you know? And uh that's super important. And I think as long as people are willing to try to learn about it i mean like you live as a, you live in a society like everyone yep. should the joker was right <laughs> everyone would want to you know should try to learn a bit about it but i'm super excited for all this stuff and i will totally like tell you about all the stuff i learned because it is please very, do you know related to psychology in a lot of ways and uh yeah yeah um I'm really enjoying my psychology too. I'm in a forensic psychology class right now. And like, there's a tendency, I think a lot of us have to go all like, ooh, shiny when we see a new application of a thing and be like, oh, that's what I want to do now. Oh, okay. But like, that's really how it feels. Cause I, <laughs> I had gone into psychology with the intention of being like a counselor or a therapist, like you said, just, uh, mm-hmm. because it, because, um, I'm, I'm okay at it and I enjoy it. Although after this conversation, I realize I'm probably specifically good at helping straight white dudes and they, frankly don't need anymore so um, (laughs) that's not true anyone who needs help deserves help obviously yes uh but forensic psychology is a thing i did not even know existed and it is mouth-watering uh it has to do with like I'll be honest, I just started the class, so I'm I'm not, I couldn't give you a 100% perfect definition, but, like, the first mm-hmm. assignment we had to do was to read this amicus brief about a court case where the, like, the best living environment for a foster child was being decided, and it's like, okay, 
This child lives with this foster family and has developed a relationship with them. This child's older brother also lives with this foster family. But the uncle and aunt over here are the next biological kin. And the law says that when possible, they should live with next of kin. But if we remove them from this house, they won't live with their brother anymore. And they're not old enough to remember they exist. It's a whole thing. And so it's like, (laughs) it's examining the like the bindings and the boundaries and the connections between people and finding out how those interact with the shapes we need them to take to work in the real world and stuff. And it's, um, a lot of it's kind of theoretical, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, Same as uh, exactly. It's, yeah. uh, really puzzle based and that, mm-hmm. uh, appeals to something in my, my animal brain. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Uh, I like it a lot. And you have a strong sense of, you have a strong sense of justice as well, so I think going into I try. Forensic, you know, psychology would would be a good fit for you, possibly. You know, if you just yeah, I might. I mean, if it's that. if that, I don't. Yeah, if forensic psychologist is a thing, then I might. Yeah, um, I don't think I'm really qualified to be a therapist or counselor anymore for reasons I will elaborate on directly. So, <laughs> one of the things that's been taking up a lot of my life lately. Um, yeah. Uh, I I think I've mentioned this in the pre-show of another show, um, but just in case, if the listeners who follow me on Twitter may know, uh, it it came to my attention via uh, a DNA test that my wife got me for my birthday that uh, the man that my dad is not my biological father and that my biological father is, in fact, a fertility doctor named uh, Edwin Delfs, who replaced chosen donor sperm samples with his own genetic material in uh, an unknowable number of fertility treatment cases. So that's been a lot. And I've been meeting my, uh, my new half siblings um, who look an upsetting amount like me. Uh, Apparently (laughs) when you're, when you're siblings with someone via, via uh, sperm donation, you are dibblings which I hate a lot, but I'm also yeah. new to the group, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> also, I think I think I hate it because that... it's something I would come up with. Yeah, <laughs> go uh, ahead. Is say. it uh, are, are, is it like Zoom uh, meetings, or do they live in the state? I'm just texting with them presently. Oh, okay. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah. They want to do like a video group chat, and I'm sure I'll be up for that at some point. But like, uh. You know, like, you you have to, when you first meet someone and become friends with them, it's usually because, oh, I heard this person, you know, I heard my friend, now Dylan, talking about Dungeons and Dragons, so we talked about Dungeons and Dragons, and next time we got together, we could talk about Dungeons and Dragons, and, like, I'd really like something to talk with these people about besides the fact that, like, so, uh, our <laughs> dad pulled a sperm swapperoo. And yeah, so, uh, there's, there's a lot going on with that. Um, and it's just taken up a lot of time and attention dealing with not only the side of things on my family, but knowing these, these new people and, uh, sort of exploring that whole thing. So this, this practice, this crime, uh, for which I don't know if there is a name and honestly, uh, it's not illegal everywhere to do that simply because like not in the sense that like the law in this state says it's okay but because are you fucking kidding me no we don't have a law for that why would we need a law for that um (laughs) why would we need a law (laughs) to tell you not to replace someone else's sperm sample with your own what the hell um yeah interestingly enough texas does have a law against it which raises the question what the fuck is going on in texas that it's happened (laughs) enough times (laughs) um so 
Yeah, it's just been a lot, and it's been taking up a lot of my mental and emotional energy, um, which I frankly did not have a ton left over of anyway, because gestures broadly at everything around us. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of just what I've been going through, and... Um, you know, we're, we're talking to some professional people about some stuff, and I'm probably, uh, when, when time and plague permit, I'll probably need to seek some kind of therapy or counseling about it, cause I'm oh, yeah. pretty okay with it most times in the, I've learned to think of it as, as like getting hit by a drunk driver, in that it has something, it's something that happened to me, and has mm-hmm. upended my life in a lot of ways, and it's something I'll have to deal with for the rest of my life, but it's not about me, right? Like, mm-hmm. like getting hit by a drunk driver doesn't mean you're a bad person, and it doesn't change who you are. It's, no. it's just, yeah. it's just something that happened, and now, and now I've got this new family! And they might listen yeah. to this one day. Hi Christine, hi Matt, hi Aaron, <laughs> hi other mystery diblings we may not have encountered yet, because if a guy wouldn't stop at half a dozen, he surely would go on from there. Um, oh my god! Yeah. So the real reason I uh, the real reason I bring this up, um, both because I think it's healthy to talk about it, and because uh, my position in this has been one of uh, none of us knew that we were donor ch- children. None of us knew. Mm-hmm. None of our pa- none of our parents told us. Uh, in the case of my sister Christine, her parents died before she found out. They oh. got away with it essentially. And yeah. the real thing that I want to bring to public knowledge with this, my forum, um, the the, the Podblums Court, uh, is like the fact that they considered it something to be gotten away with is indicative of a much larger problem. Mm-hmm. Um. Because there is, uh, and I'm gonna put an asterisk right here, uh, I'm a straight white man, I do not understand female, uh, perspective or any of that. Uh, it seems to me that there is a culture of, uh, shame and silence surrounding fertility health, specifically. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we can't agree in this fucking country that women should just have control over their own reproductive rights, much less how <laughs> those should be handled when there are difficulties. So, uh, none of our parents told us, and, uh, it's, and that's honestly why it took my siblings, again, I got a whole new, Nicholas, I turned 31, and I got a whole new set of siblings, this other set of siblings, also 20 years older than I am, just like my first set, so I am, I am <laughs> babyest brother, no matter how many fucking re-rolls <laughs> I get in this thing, yep. but like, um, assigned youngest at birth. Apparently, uh, that is why this thing has taken, you know, in the case of my sister, Christine, it's why it's taken almost 50 years to put together that this is what happened, because nobody was talking about it. And I want to be very clear, like, how women handle their own information and reproductive rights and stuff like that, Yeah, God God bless, I support women doing whatever is best and most comfortable for them, but, like, Mm. not talking about this only benefited this guy in this circumstances, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, if you have an adopted child, if you have a donor child, if you, uh, received a child from the woodland creatures in the <laughs> night left upon your doorstep, uh, just tell them they'll be cool about it. Uh, they would much rather find out from you than, uh, in an email from a stranger. 
By so, surprise, basically, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so just talk to your kids if there's anything they need to know. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, the thing I wanted to tell you, because you are going to lose your goddamn mind when you hear this, okay. is that my biological father, Edwin Delfs, born 1936, um, <laughs> in addition to being a fertility specialist and son of a prominent, like, mother of gynecological medicine, uh-huh. uh, he discovered a dinosaur, um, <laughs> when he was, when he was younger. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. look it up right now because I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you, uh, let's see, Delph, Delph's dinosaur, um, he was like, he was a real renaissance, and what's really weird is that, like, you can't hate a person you've never known, so, like, this guy was, I, I mean, obviously this isn't sexual assault, and I think it would be a disservice to, you know, to anyone who's suffered that to suggest that it is, but it's obviously got that same energy, right? So, this guy... Well, I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. I am not going to pretend to understand how violated a woman would feel if that happened, is my point. Um, yeah. But, like, this guy was this weird, fascinating, like, renaissance man. Haplocanthosaurus delphi. Uh, it's just this big brontosaurus-looking motherfucker. Big old long neck, good boy, like he's going to the Great Valley. Gonna load up on tree stars beforehand. Um... <laughs> But, like, he's just this weird renaissance man that, like... I've got a picture of him. I'll show you. That, like, he looks like Indiana Jones. Like, he's at an archaeological dig, and he's wearing a leather jacket in the 40s, and it's all black and white. He's all rugged. And, like, if you didn't know he was also a weird pseudo-rapist monster who was fathering children anonymously all over the country for 40 years of his medical practice, he would just be this fascinating, weird, historical guy. And... It really makes me think about how many people I consider weird, cool, fascinating historical guys who were also almost certainly monsters, right? Yeah, yeah. Don't, uh, just don't have heroes. Just kind of- Don't. Don't do it. Admire people for specific reasons, but also just don't idolize anyone, really. I mean- Don't do it. It honestly doesn't matter how, like- how many awesome things he discovered or whatever. Like, if he felt like he was such a great person that he needed to just, like, sneak you know his DNA into the next yeah. generation, like, he was an asshole. And he... Yeah. And probably also a white supremacist. Uh, so... I, yeah, that's a point. That's some eugenics <laughs> shit right there. It it literally is eugenics. Like, what he was doing was eugenics. Yeah. That's, I haven't thought yeah. about it from that angle. Sorry, I was thinking about it from it the is, dinosaurs that, angle. But no, uh, that is it's, that's literally him. What it was. But again, dude, yeah. like, that's not, it's not your fault. Like, it's not. No. It, it doesn't matter. And, and you're like, you are your own person. You had your own environment growing up. Um, it's true. And, you know, you rose above Christian school and all these other things <laughs> um, to, you know. <laughs> Just, Which means I still live in constant fear of hell, but try not to, right? Right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, there's always going to be debate about how, like, I, I personally think DNA really just influences, like, right? maybe some likes and dislikes, but that's more of an right. environment, I think. And well, <laughs> how how you look, just because you're related to 
someone who's awful in one way does like I'm related to my mom. Um, but right. I'm not, I, I, I realized that the things that were awful and what I didn't want to like, you don't have to be copies of your parents. You, you don't, don't even it's have true. to like, it doesn't even really matter if you're related to them. What matters is like, it does the circumstances of your birth don't matter. It's what you do. They with don't. It. Mewtwo <laughs> had it right. Mewtwo. I, Again. <laughs> I I will say though, I know for a fact uh that I did inherit at least two things. All of my siblings and I have heart problems because of this guy. This guy had a coronary at thirty eight. So we all have uh high blood pressure and high cl- Dude, That's I nice. went to my doctor. I've had high blood pressure since I was a teen. And I went in and my doctor was like, okay, you need to make these fucking life changes. So I started walking. I started eating healthier. I cut down on caffeine momentarily. Uh and then I was and then my doctor came in and she was like, Okay, no, we need to start you on on medicine right now. This is you are really young for this dude. And I was like, I know! I've been doing stuff. I don't know. Well, and now we know. Uh so we've got that. But the other thing I know for a fact that I inherited from Edwin Delfs. So he uh he was a quotable figure. People wanted to get his opinions on things because he was a weird, you know, action adventure man. Yeah. And there there was a town in I think Colorado. Uh it was called like um Twin Pines, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. everything everything in the town was like um you know, like the, the, the garage where you took your car was, was called like the automatic pines or something like that. Like it was just like a theme name that the town had. So apparently, uh, he was giving like a travel log of this town and he went to a restaurant, uh, and he ate some food there and they said, well, was the food good? And he said, yeah, I think the food was good, except, and he holds up a fork. I really think they should have called this one twin tines. So. I know for, well, the, the thing is, we now know that puns are genetically passed down, <laughs> is what's <laughs> up. Possibly, yeah. I definitely, possibly. Uh, yeah, I definitely, uh, got a lot of my sense of humor, my cheesy, not particularly funny all the time sense of humor from my dad. So, <laughs> I think that's where dude, you get shut it. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I think, maybe that's it. Yeah, no, bad jokes dad come jokes. from dads. I think bad that's, jokes that's what it is. come from dads. That is the only thing we can be sure of about genetics. It's true. <laughs> in this ever-changing yeah. world, in this, the, the lone fixed point in a changing age, <laughs> bad jokes mm-hmm. come from dads. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. So, wow. that's, What's been up with us? Um, mm-hmm. We are doing our best to stay safe. We're doing our best to stay sane. Um, we're going to do our best to get uh, some content back up to you guys. Now, a couple of our more astute listeners may point out, well, Casey, wait a minute. You said you didn't have the energy for the final problem, but I hear you've been putting out episodes of Peculiar Objects, that game where you and Thony and Nigel uh, play, like, 80s kids on bikes movie characters all together. You've been putting those out. What's the fucking deal? Yeah, you know what the deal is there? I don't have to do any thinking over there. I can just sit there <laughs> and be Kit Russell, private eye. No, I'm not a private eye. What am I? I'm junior marshal, junior lawman, something. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I can just sit there and be passive. I don't have to come up with interesting things to say about a story from 200 years ago there okay nick is a bully nick makes me think <laughs> honestly <laughs> it sucks it's like i'm not a white man at all <laughs> uh, i'm not supposed to, have mean, to, have to do consider this things honestly i should just what? win this is what i'm used to 
Oh, man. <laughs> this is what society has taught me to expect. So we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna get some more, um, episodes to you guys when we are able. Uh, it's part one of, so the next one up was Wisteria Lodge. And we are, yes. uh, we're gonna split that into two wee little bite-sized episodes, cause it's, it's not a tiny, tiny story, but it is split evenly into two parts. It so, has two parts, um, yeah. It has two parts. So read part one of Wisteria Lodge uh, for next time. You can please do at us. Find us at the final Podblum. We would love to hear from you guys, um, from you folks. I apologize. Um, we would love to know how you are getting. That sounded sarcastic, and I didn't mean it that way. I'm genuinely trying to prune guys from my because it's one I fall back on without thinking to, and it's. Uh, I'm from California. So I'm trying to get out of the. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, yeah, it's everyone also, says it's, guys. Guys and dude, yeah, it's, the yeah. thing is that guys is also an inherently funny word to me, so I want to use it whenever I can. Um, mm. anyway, so tweet at us, let us know how you're doing, how you're getting on, um, let us know what classes you're really enjoying, and how your life has changed, and how you personally plan to destroy capitalism if given the chance. <laughs> yeah, so from now on, we, so we decided, uh, uh, with the way that uh, oh, yeah. our lives are right oh, now. Yeah. Uh, huh, very actual busy, information, very... huh? That would help, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <Very> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Of, uh, you're good. You you just went on a whole, like, very important thing that needed to be said, but also the reason we were recording this. Uh, yes, that's right. We, we really haven't talked in a while because I've just been doing so much school and you've been working so much that it's just kind of been yeah. like, like Casey's always over here in the back of my mind, and like occasionally I call him up crying because I'm having another existential crisis. Uh, but yep. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, actually, brain. you know what? After <laughs> the last time you called me, after the last time you called me, I tweeted, "Friend, hey, can I talk to you about something? I'm kind of going through a lot right now, and I'd like your opinion." Me went through this exact same thing three days ago <laughs> and barely has a grasp on it. Yes, Grasshopper, you were wise to seek my counsel. <laughs> Just yeah, that's right. <laughs> Oh I've, we God. have, we have figured out that I am just you six months from the future. That's it. Basically. Like, that's, yeah. Yeah. We have very similar views of the world and very similar places where we're coming from, i.e. like. It's true. Compassionate to the point of a fault sometimes. And yeah. it's really funny. Uh, but yeah, like. It's great. It's a good. It, it, we're like the Spider-Man beam, just pointing at each other. Anytime you're freaking it out, really, about something, yeah. I have insight because we are just. It's just the same thing. Um, yeah, but it's yeah, true. It's, it's great. Uh, yeah. Um, trauma does bond people. So <laughs> anyway, uh, then I got sidetracked. Uh, me, I was no. like, all right, time to actually get on track. Gets off track immediately. Uh, I derailed just, you. That's yeah, we've, there's no rail yeah, anymore. So we're just, we're just driving this train through the desert, <laughs> hitting the cactus. <laughs> the train is just rolling on its side, a, like a big a dumb snake. Smoke. Yeah. What are you gonna do now, it. dummy? <laughs> God. Um, oh, so yes, we, we've been keeping in touch with each other. We're, we're still bestest pals. Don't worry. Your, your pod yeah. dads didn't break up. But, uh, yeah, we, we have discussed a more workable schedule and we're gonna try to put out, uh, at least one episode a month. We're gonna start there. Um, mm. because that is what we think we could reasonably Plain stick to at this Plain point. Playing it safe. Yeah. <laughs> Playing yeah, it so, safe. Yeah, we're gonna try our best for, um, one episode every two weeks, but at the very least, at least an episode per month. Because yeah. the goal of this show has always been to at least finish the canon. Um, Correct. And, and everything like, after that is God, gravy. Purple God gravy. Damn it. 
we are going to try to achieve that by God any help means us. necessary. Creek don't rise. Um, We're going to do it. Yeah. So I, I'm. Going I will to snort be... the bones of Arthur Conan Doyle myself if I have to. <laughs> I will. I will still occasionally be checking Discord, but much like Sherlock Holmes, I intend to throw myself completely into my work. Uh, so yeah. I will be learning everything I possibly can about Chinese pottery. I mean sociology. Do uh, it and. Uh, further uh grooming my young army of street children to that's not true but there are what you mean cats but actually i it's so funny me and vaughn are kind of uh we kind of have our own baker street irregulars at this point because we've been home sure all the time uh right our our school's online and your knowledge of your neighborhood has grown yeah yeah so so now we've like just started meeting all the kids who are not in school because the schools are closed and just kind of be and a lot of them ended up and and a lot of them are just by happenstance gay or some other lgbt and we're just kind of like hey you know like we we both got kicked out of our house for that reason so if you ever want to talk about anything like just let us know Aww, and we've kind of just dude. gradually beca- You're become like, gay honestly, elders it honestly is kind of cute because we're sort of like the gay dads of like most of the kids in the neighborhood and Aww. like we just just like you know like vaughn's got like stuff in common with one kid and this one kid's like i love pokemon and i'm like i like pokemon too let's talk about pokemon right. and just like you know their their parents are also going through shit a lot of them are still working so these oh kids of course are just like they're just kind of bored they're just kind of all hanging around the apartment complex on their scooters. there's no just precedent like, for this yeah there's nothing really to do and so there's a reason kinda... summer vacation wasn't supposed to last more than two months <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah we've, we've kind of just like adopted like six children Nice. <laughs> Unofficially. You have a gang of just, Dickensian street urchins. They'll, they'll just, yeah, they'll just knock on our door and be like, hey, I just drew this picture. Check it out. And we're like, wow, that's amazing. And, you know, kind of teach just, like, them tri- to sing and pick pockets. And it, it's great because, like, me and Juan have talked about, like, adopting a kid at some point in the future, but just financially and practically, it's probably not going to happen just because of right. our position as people in this society. Um, right. <laughs> you know, and a lot of states don't even let gay couples adopt. So, right. um, but this is kind of like, it, y- we never know, we might be able to do that someday, but in the meantime, right. it's like, this is great practice. <laughs> and, well, know. and even then, like, uh, you know, kids, kids aren't on my stars for a lot of reasons, but even then, like, mm-hmm. we, we could all do worse than to be like a cool neighborhood grandpa to all the kids. Yeah. They're always going to be yeah. kids. Oh yeah. yeah. And I mean, like the stuff, like kids all... All anybody really needs, but especially kids, is just somebody to listen to them. It's like so, even yeah, just to make them out, feel like what they're talking about is cool. Yeah, I go out, sit on my porch, and just hang out, and just let them just tell me a bunch of stuff about what they're doing yeah. and what they're interested. In. And I'm like, oh, all right, sweet, awesome. It's like it's smoking easy. a corn cob pipe, <laughs> right? Working on a banjo. <laughs> it's like so. That's kind of fun. I feel like this is I'm becoming who I was meant to be in that way. <laughs> just like kind nice. of some weird, quirky old guy that all the you know. Oh, it's so good. Like, Tell you and I are both there. grandpa friends. We always have been. We really been, are. So we really, I just have such grandpa energy. We really <laughs> do. It's like we're meeting, we're, we're like the old ones at the coffee shop who are there every day just drinking mm-hmm. like $2 worth of coffee throughout the day, but they're there all day. <laughs> Right, I'm like, what do you, what do you kids listen to these days? You know, back in my, back in my youth in, in the early 2000s, I was listening to right. Coldplay. What do we think about Coldplay? And it was so funny because I literally asked them that. I was like, all right, I want, I want validation from the Oh youth. no. I was like, oh no. What, what does today's hot young, like, what is, what, what is the coolest, like, kids 
think about Coldplay. Like, am I canceled if I say I like Coldplay? And one right. kid, two kids about the same age, one of them says, I love Coldplay. And the other kid said, I hate Coldplay. Okay. <laughs> it was just like, cool. Okay. <laughs> so a general the state of the Coldplay is unchanged. Yep. Okay. Very good. <laughs> Un- absolutely unchanged. <laughs> you either love oh. them or hate them. So I thought At that least was we've got that to rely on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and oh, and I have Chris all Martin my. I, goes through these times. I never got rid of any of my Pokemon cards, so I brought out my nice. Pokemon cards. And this is a this is a shoebox I haven't opened since like 2010. And yeah. I was like, "What do I even have in here?" And this kid showed me all the like new generation Pokemon cards. He's like, "Oh yeah, like Pokemon I don't even know the names of because they're after the Torchic and Trico and Mudkip generation, right?" Um, yeah, and. And I'm just pulling out my, like, this is my original Pikachu card. Like, this is the first card. Boom. And he's like, oh, my God, that is so Oh, good. with the How chunky Pikachu? The yeah. fat Pikachu. <laughs> oh, the fat Pikachu. Where little Pikachu. And I Pika have a card thick. of that. And- Right, and he's like, "How much do you think this card is worth?" And I'm like, "I don't know," and I'm never gonna sell it, to be honest. So it doesn't nope. matter. Take those but to your some grave. Of, some of them might be worth something. I don't know. I've been thinking about that. So maybe I might just have this kid like maybe sell them for me or something. Like <laughs> this 11 year old kid. I'll tell him all the information he needs to know so he doesn't get ripped off, and then just be like, "All right, go, <laughs> just, go, <laughs> you got do this. it. Fence um, my cards all over town. We're gonna artificially flood the Pokemon card market. We're gonna take advantage." <laughs> somehow and it's so it's so fun because like he makes uh he prints fake cards like obviously fake card like it says on the card but he'll be right. like this oh, is that's my so cat good. and then i'll give him some stats and all this stuff i'm like that is awesome could you please make me one of scout so if he makes me one of scout that's so good i will send it to you and please do uh, put it up on the, oh we'll put that on, on the twitter, twitter. <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely really want that. there's a so there's a trend of i don't i don't play magic the gathering um mm-hmm yeah, I, I tried, but I didn't have anyone to play it with, so that just kind of yeah. dried out. But yeah. uh, I know there's a very strong community of people who make fake cards, like, both in the sense of, wouldn't it be cool if this card was real, and also, mm-hmm. like, Hank Hill is a creature with 3-3 three, three strength, <laughs> propane attack, does 3 fire damage, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's so good! It's so good! I love it so I much! I love that kind of stuff. I'm like, I want a card of me, uh, a trainer card that's just me. What are my Yeah! <laughs> oh, people are Yours so would good. be like puns and like yep. obscure knowledge or whatever. <laughs> obscure knowledge be Punder punch. <laughs> Punderbolt. Punder wave. Ah, oh, so oh good. Alright. Well folks, we're gonna sign off here from Final Podblum Studios, good old FPS. Um yep. take care of yourselves. Take care of each other, uh, as Nicholas pointed out, tangentially uh, pointing to the parents of these children. There is not a single aspect of American human life that is working right now like it's supposed to. So if you feel like you're off balance or like you're like you can't find your center, uh, that's because it is very difficult to do so when the water is constantly moving around you in uh, yes. unpredictable and chaotic ways. Uh, if yes. all you are doing is surviving and listening to podcasts or re-binging your favorite, you know, fucking Buffy or whatever for the 20th time, uh, mm-hmm. that is more than enough. Taking whatever care of yourself you, right now yep. is enough. A very, very wise friend of mine uh, told me this, which has stuck with me and which I will put on my quote board after this quote, um, is that it is okay to not be okay. And so if you are not okay... 
that's all right. You don't have to be. No one's expecting you to be. Um, Where does Scout get that stuff? I know. She's just so... I, I wish she she's talked just, more than once a year. She's a font <laughs> of wisdom. And if you're not there when it happens, it's just gone. Like, she doesn't just gone. write it down or anything. It's okay to not be okay. I'm currently yes. getting by by uh, weed and also um, watching footage, watching restored footage from historical time periods you can go on youtube and find uh people uh there's a specific art form where people take old footage and they just do this for free i think uh most people and they restore it so that it looks better and there's whole technologies i'm talking about like uh the first one i watched that got me into this down this rabbit hole was it was footage of san francisco i think in 1906 video footage of from 1906 in San Francisco, it was somebody riding a cable car and the camera's steady on the car. And it's just, it's mm-hmm. just going through the street and people are like driving in front of it and walking in front of it Ooh. and like looking at the camera and waving at it. But it's 1906. Like this is how no. the world looked back then. People unaltered, weren't, no, they weren't like waving un- at can't, they weren't having fun. They were going to work in a coal factory. To, no. Um, make the quality better, fix any, you know, uh, flaws in the film and slightly right. colorize it. It's not like 100% colorized, but it's like there's some skin tones and some like very vague colors over everything. But it is absolutely amazing to just huh. like it just feels unreal watching it and knowing that like people were alive back then. That was just their everyday life and they didn't think anything of it, just like how we're doing. No. Except I'm I am thinking about it all the time because no, so Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> no, because if we think about if people in the past were real people like me with hopes and dreams, but no, those people died and were forgotten and are now thought nope. of as weird mannequin figures from the past. That's never going to happen to me. Nope. I'm going to live you forever. Look, you can look at them. You can see people no. who are long dead. It is really cool. Uh, they have San Francisco. They've cool. got Amsterdam footage. They've got... Uh, uh, I think I gotta look for London. Honestly, I'm sure it's there. Paris yeah. was one of them. I think you actually have to search um, for Amsterdam if you're in Canada or any of the Midwest states, but it'll still come up. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll find it. But yeah, that's um, the stupidest thing I've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> Do they say darn a lot in Canada? Is that the is that the? Joke? I don't know. I think it's the general disinclination to profanity. I think was what I was trying to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a link to one of them and you can post it on the Podbloom as well if people want to check do. it out. Probably, probably some of y'all have heard of it, but it is so cool. Uh, like, I just put Use that on, put on some music, watch it. It's, it's just, it's neat. It's, it's cool. I, I like thinking about it. It, it takes me away from the present, which is very important yeah. to do for a certain amount of time a day. And yeah, and my last piece of advice would definitely just be to like, Keep up on current events so you know what's going on, but designate know. time a day to not do that. <laughs> but like, right. put your phone in the other room and just like exist in the present because mindfulness is going to be so important in just keeping you from absolutely it's going eight. All you like got yelling at yeah. bear spraying somebody in a Costco because they asked you to wear a mask. Um, just covered in bears. There's a new article every day about someone not wearing a mask, and it's just like, I get that we're supposed to be like, this person's so stupid, but like, I'm not even gonna read this shit anymore. Like, just, just wear one. It's fine. Like, it's, this shouldn't be the kind of thing that we're arguing about. No. Uh, anyway. America uh, has always been bad at understanding what the freedom they're so proud of actually pertains to. Yeah. So, you know, <sighs> just 
if you are freaking out and if nothing seems real, just just play on Paragon mode. Just be like as nice as possible. Just be ridiculously nice. Like break all the yeah. social rules. What's the worst and that just could help people that you wouldn't have done before. Just like everyone is kind of just in the same boat right now of just like yeah. what is going on. I'm I'm scared. I'm nervous. I'm rethinking my whole and it's like my whole identity. And it's like good. You should do that. But also. Be careful, <laughs> you know, yes. take care of yourself too. And, you know, yeah. Uh, well, and just... like m- moments of crisis, generally speaking, are not great times to make big life decisions, but also <laughs> moments of crisis don't usually last six months and uh, with no sign of stopping. So, yeah. um, yeah. and sometimes yeah. it takes a, sometimes it takes a crisis to prompt something that is that also might have been point. really necessary. Yeah, like I wasn't that is doing also a lot a of Yeah, I wasn't doing a lot of um uh like uh research about anything in particular. Uh I did not really pay attention to politics or anything like that. I was just kind of like right. doing my thing. But when I was forced to leave my I, like I didn't when my job just stopped existing, I was like, okay, who am I when I'm not working? <laughs> you know. Right. And uh it's it's just been uh it it, it can be a good a thing lot in certain yeah. ways and yes everything's fucked and yes it's okay to joke about that and like be like ha this is terrifying ha 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 but oh, yeah. also you know <laughs> uh try keeping balance is what's gonna keep your head on enough to make whatever change you're capable of making as an individual it's true um I don't have all the answers. I don't know why I'm pretending to. I'm not pretending to. I'm just saying what I'm thinking. I thought you were doing a good job. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. I always sound so much better in post. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you and me both, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. I have I have not spoken to the audience at all much, but rest assured you guys are all awesome, and thank you for listening as usual. Oh, yeah. Uh, someone tagged <laughs> us. Uh, someone is very happy that they are now friends with you on Pokemon Go. Uh, so if Aww. you want, I can post your friend code, and you can make a bunch of new friends from all over. Please do. That, that would, would be, be really interesting. Awesome. Actually... That would be really interesting because then we could get like interesting, uh, like geographical and data. Does it tell you like this person's from the UK or whatever when you make a friend? Pokemon Go, you, you can't chat on the app, but you can send each other gifts, which are just like you send each other items back and forth, but which eat with right. each gifts. It, it, uh, has a landmark from the area that they're in. So I have, and all, all I know is their location. So I've gotten a lot of stuff from England, like parks and memorials and signs and buildings. And that's I'm like, super that's, interesting. That's one of those two. Uh, but I think it was, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I can't remember who it was, but, um, cause their username is not their name, but, uh, but yeah, right. like Paul Thomas Miller, uh, we're friends and he said all kinds of, cool he, he sends me gifts like all the time and so i'm constantly just seeing a bunch of like and i'll purposefully try to pick gifts that of places that like i actually go like here's the park where i hang out at this one's from the coffee right. shop that i go to and it's just like little tiny snippets of all over the world and i have oh that's uh, so cool I put, my, I put my friend count just on the internet uh because it's like it's not they don't really know anything about you except the country you live in right um but uh and and the state but not like the specific like whatever like if someone's in Brazil and they're my friend on Pokemon Go, like, we're just sending each other gifts. But it's cool. So, yeah. What was your idea? That's so cool. No, my idea yeah. was just that, like, 
Because if they send you something and you know, like, the general area where they're from, like, mm-hmm. we can get really interesting, like, geographic demographic data. Like, just see, like, yeah. where our listeners are. And I'm sure there's a less fun digital way to do that. I could probably just look at download numbers and be like, oh, we got three <laughs> from Australia. Hi, Lorraine! Yeah, I know we've got some uh British listeners, yeah. some of whom we've actually chatted with. Mm-hmm. Um I think we've got at least one Canadian, but I could be wrong. Uh, anyway, it would be also, really cool just oh- to get that, like... Yeah, I'll send you some screenshots of like yeah, the, please do the gifts. Yeah, I'll put your number out so there. Everybody, start about. a Pokemon Go and friend Nick. Do it. Yeah, and I'm, we should uh, all... po- Pokemon Go is single handedly just giving me something to wake up for every day. So there you <laughs> that's, go. That's what I'm. It's one of my lifelines in this in this time. Yeah, uh, I and we should figure out like they should all send you the same item so you know it's them. Like the like a theme item like. What's a common, oh, what's a thing they could yeah, send you? Yeah, you don't get a choice with the gifts. It's just, it's random what items you get. Fair but, enough. Still. Yeah. <laughs> but if okay. you are new, I will just assume that you got it from the Pablo page. <laughs> but yeah. Nice. All right, yeah. so download Pokemon Go. I'll put up Nick's friend code and we can uh, start a glorious <laughs> social experiment here. Thank so, you for that, yeah. Be kind to yourselves. Be kind mm-hmm. to each other. Do science to Nick. It's what he's here for. And, uh, find us at the final podblum. Um, let us know how you're doing, what you're thinking about, mm-hmm. ways you are getting through this. I will pass any interesting ones along to Nick. Um, I, that was a dick thing to say. I apologize. They're all interesting. What I mean is <laughs> if they make me laugh. I'll, if you reply to us and let us know how you're doing, I'll pass it along to Nick. God, there. Fine. Are you happy? I, I um, really don't think you're going to be inundated by like a hundreds and hundreds of it's probably okay. going to be, let's, let's be real. It's probably going to be Liz with some joke. Uh, probably three other people, but yeah. I will, I will read every single one of them avidly and I love you guys. And eventually I will start putting more stuff on my Instagram. So if you follow me on Instagram, I will put some, a little, like that will be my only social media basically. So if you, how want, can they find you, you on Instagram? I am at Nicholas Geographic. So, um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's delightful. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, if you have Instagram, um, if not, that's totally cool. Instagram's kind of accessible these days. It got bought out by Facebook and now it's like mostly ads, but, yeah. um, you can see my photography there. You can see my face there. You can see me and Vaughn hanging out and my cats occasionally. Um, and a lot of information in my story is going to be about, uh political things but it's gonna be like star relevant. trek oh. just like here you go here's some info on like here's where you can help or donate or stuff like that um so yeah um right eventually. not not at the moment because i'm still school but yes mm-hmm. uh just all, all that to say i love our listeners i have not disappeared off the face of the earth i have not fallen off a waterfall yeah um we are going to continue to do our best to meet our goal of finishing the canon. Uh, we're gonna for do you it guys, for you, folks, and uh, yeah, and we're yeah, we're we're still here doing our thing, and we're still here. Thank you guys <laughs> a lot. Um, I don't yeah. think you know I've been podcasting for a long time, uh, six or seven years now, and you know there are a million D and D podcasts, and they're all great, and. You know, you can interact as one of them with your fans to a certain extent, but it's it's harder to get a real grip. Uh, there are fewer Sherlock Holmes podcasts, and I mm-hmm. don't think either of us anticipated 
uh, the level of warm welcome and friendliness and the spirit of collaboration. Because, uh, you know, I wasn't a Sherlockian before this, and now mm-hmm. I'm a, I have this new thing on my resume and all these people I know and can make things with. Um, hint, we have plans for collaboration. And, uh, it's just, it's a wild thing that happened and looking you know, at where my life would be right now if we hadn't started this. First of all, you and I would not be nearly as close, I don't think. No way. And that yeah. idea makes me very sad. So <laughs> I'm I'm really happy we did this just on that. And yeah. all all the wonderful people we've met and the, you know, I, I just, I hope people enjoy this. And if we have been a good thing in your life, uh, it has been an honor and a pleasure on our end to do so. Mm-hmm. And we are going to continue to bring you the good goofs and the fancy, fancy cheetahs for as long as we are able. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well said. All right. I'm going to go eat some pasta. All right. I'm going to go nom, nom, eat nom, some weed. Carbonara. Nom, nom, nom. All right. <laughs> so I got to see if Scott has any wisdom for me. Um, do it up, go see if she'll move check, up check her, on my yeah. check on my baker street irregular gang <laughs> exactly <laughs> see, they, see, see, how see, many, see how many see how many people they fleeced yeah right <laughs> <laughs> uh get my get my updates on the on the criminal local criminal world um exactly update yeah. your dossiers <laughs> i'm just using my quarantine time to literally become sherlock Holmes. that's my goal there you go <laughs> in, in every way but the cocaine <laughs> yeah well and even then uh, <laughs> Hey, I have the cocaine. Uh, my address. No, all right. <laughs> Bye, everybody. No, cocaine. <laughs> cocaine is dangerous and cannot be ethically sourced. So let's not encourage cocaine use. No, I, that was that. Full clarity. That was completely a joke. The only drug I support is weed. Don't do drugs. There you go. Uh, it's because weed's yeah. not a drug. Weed's a drug it's the not. way caffeine is a drug. And if caffeine is a yeah. drug, I am in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Oh all my right. gosh. All right. right. Well, we love you all, our buddies. Uh, Take care of yourselves, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Yes. Bye. That was great. Needed that for my soul. Did I hit stop? Nope. I just hit record again. All right. Cool.